going to be a hard act to follow there. All right, give me a second here, folks. Thank you, sir. Right now, I feel kind of like... slightly like a caged lion right now. Well, I think of myself as a lion. You may think of a caged hamster. But um, I've got no room to walk. I'm going to make it work, though. I'm going to make it work. Good morning, Harmony. How are we doing? Man, what good music. Uh, before we jump in, let me just give you a couple dates I need you guys aware of. First off, next Saturday. Uh, next Saturday, the 23rd at 10 a.m., we'll be doing a Vacation Bible School work day. So if you guys can come on out and help us, we're going to start getting decorated and ready for our Vacation Bible School, which is in July. Um, also, I'm going to ask if you have kids that are coming to it, um, either come see Miss Diane and she'll get you a registration form, or even better, go to HarmonyChurchSA.org. That's HarmonyChurchSA.org. That's our website. And on there, you can register the kids through the website. That helps us start planning for how many crafts we need, how much food we need, all those good things. So keep those in mind. That's next Saturday, 10 a.m. And then the following Saturday, the 30th, uh, we have a special event as well happening where we're going to have the ladies uh, getting together at 10 to 1 uh, to do some crafts together. So if you're just looking for a great way to fellowship with the ladies, have some fun, uh, you know, so socialize, do some fun things, use your skills, come on out. That's June 30th at the Fellowship Hall from 10 to 1. All right, we got those? Awesome. Uh, we are starting a new series today called The Gift of Suffering. And so what I'm going to do this morning is I'm just going to kind of set the table for us, prepare us with the keys of the series, and then we'll jump into the meat and potatoes next week. But I felt this topic really hitting home in that as, as I've talked to a lot of you, I know a lot of us are in a place right now in life where we're experiencing different kinds of suffering. And what's important for you and I to understand about suffering is that from an American mindset, we, we don't think about suffering right. The majority of us in this world in America, our focus is on comfort and ease. And we think that success in life is if we're able to build lots of comfort and lots of ease for ourselves. And so as a people, when we hit times of suffering where we're constantly in pain, constantly hurting, or constantly feel like we're trying to go uphill but not making any ground, when your goal in life is just comfort and ease. When you hit those seasons of suffering, you don't know what to do. When you hit those seasons of suffering, you feel like there's absolutely nothing that can come out of them that's good because your whole goal in life is the exact opposite of suffering. And so often you and I, when we hit these moments of suffering, we fail in them because our goal is to get through them as fast as possible. And instead of seeing the opportunities that God presents within those moments, we are just simply wishing they would go away as soon as possible. And so what we want to make sure we do as a people is realize that God's word guides us to be holy, which means set aside, different from the rest of this world, and we need to realize that this cultural lens that we have on suffering is not God's lens on suffering. 
And so as his people, we need to go to God's word and realize he has a different way of viewing these things in our lives. And so as we go through this series, that's what I want you thinking about is how do you approach suffering in the right way so that it doesn't actually become a setback in your goals of life, but it actually becomes a season that may progress you more than any other. It becomes a season where God is able to work the most, shape you the best, and sets you up to do unbelievable things in the future. And so as we look at this, there's a few key verses I really want you to take to heart. We're going to look at these every single week, and these are kind of the keys to the series. If you haven't been here before, I like to do sermon series, and I like to set it up with these keys of the series because here's the reality. Most of the time, by 2 o'clock on Sunday, if I were to show up at your house and go, what did I talk about this morning? You'd be like, God, Jesus, the Bible, right? But if I asked you, really, okay, besides that, dig deep. What did we talk about? Right? There's just this fleeting nature of these things to slip through our minds. And so my hope is, is if for a few weeks, or in my case, a few months, we're in one book looking at the same verses and the same truth over and over and over and over again, that we as Christians start to bring those into our hearts, we start to bring them into our minds, and they become tools that we can use when we hit real moments in life. Because frankly, folks, we're not here just so that you can feel good today. We're not here just so you can be entertained for an hour. We're here so that you can draw closer to your almighty God and bring him glory. And that you can be reshaped so when you walk out those doors, you are dangerous. You are a person ready to build the kingdom of God. And so let's walk through these three verses that are going to be the key to the series throughout the next month or so as we go through the book of Peter. The first is found in 2 Timothy 3, verse 12. It says, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So what do I want you to take away from that? Expect, expect to suffer. As Americans, we don't want this. We don't want suffering. We, we think it's the worst thing in the world. As Christians, God's actually like looking at you going, expect to suffer. You shouldn't think suffering's weird. You shouldn't think it's strange. You should expect that suffering will come your way. Trials, tribulation, and pain, they're part of life. And brothers and sisters, why this is so important is, is expectations are often the key to why you and I are disappointed in life. I always give my uh, employees an example of this right before they're about to pitch something at work. I always tell them, imagine that you're a boxer going into a ring. A boxer going into a ring doesn't complain when he gets punched in the face. He expects to be. He's a boxer. However, if you look at yourself and go, I'm running track today, well, if you're a track athlete and get punched in the face, that's quite unusual. That's something to complain about. That's something you're not prepared for, right? And so what I want to make sure is you and I all realize, in life, this is a boxing match. You're going to get hit. And what we shouldn't be as Christians is people who, as we're walking through life, when life hits us, we go, what was that? I didn't see that coming. We should be like, nope, I've been prepared for that. Amen. I'm geared up for that. Yep. I'm ready for that. I knew that would be coming. Amen. We should expect suffering to come in our lives. And that's what he's telling us here in 2 Timothy. If you are a Christian, you will be persecuted. 
In fact, I would challenge you, brothers and sisters, if you look at your life and it's too easy, I would challenge you to really look at your life and ask how closely are you following the path of God. And you know why I say that? I say that because if we look at who did this best, right? if we look at whose footsteps we're following in, we can see what kind of path it laid out. Who was the best Christian ever? Jesus. Would we look at Jesus' life and go, man, that was a life of comfort and ease. Man, smooth sailing for him. No. It was a life of unbelievable persecution. It was a life of pain. It was a life of sacrifice. It was a life of suffering. Now, don't get me wrong. That's on one hand. On the other hand, it was an unbelievable life of power, love, joy, mercy, and goodness. But those things came together. Not only Jesus, but just look at all the disciples. Of the 12 disciples, 11 of them are murdered. So if the guys who did this the very best experienced suffering and we're following in their footsteps, why are we shocked when suffering comes our way? We shouldn't be. We should expect that at times in our life, trials and tribulations will come. Pain will come. And just expecting it puts us in a different mindset to handle it when it comes our way. The second thing is we should realize is we are equipped for suffering. So not only do we expect it, but it's not like God's just thrown you to the lions and backed off. God has given you what you need to be victorious in that suffering. You're not standing there by yourself. You are standing there in the power of God, equipped for those times. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 11, it says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. What's God saying? He's saying, you be ready. You have that armor on. You dig your feet in and you know I'm right there at your back holding you firm. I always tell this to people in the tough times, right? I think sometimes we get focused on this idea that we should always be advancing. There's a lot in Ephesians that talks about just hold your ground. You put yourself in the presence of God, you soak up the strength of his might, you dig your feet in, and you hold that line. And you know it is him with his power and his might that's not going to let you get pushed back. And so while we expect suffering, what we also realize is we are uniquely equipped to face it. You're uniquely equipped to face it. Third one. There's a purpose in suffering. So not only should we expect it, not only are we equipped for it, but there's a reason it's happening. And see, brothers and sisters, I think this is probably the biggest one. If you and I don't think there's purpose in it, then all we're going to want to do is for it to end. But once we realize that there's actually God working in that, then our whole mindset changes. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. And so, brothers and sisters, what we realize is suffering is not an accident. It's not chaos. 
It's not coincidence. Suffering comes into your life for a reason. And what's beautiful about this, brothers and sisters, is we have so many reminders of this in our own lives. Like if you're an athlete or have ever been an athlete, you know that a good workout only happens when you hurt. Right? As an athlete, if you go train and work out and you wake up the next morning and you're not sore, what do you know? I didn't progress at all. I'm not going to be any faster. I'm not going to be any stronger. I'm not going to be prepared anymore for the next contest that comes my way. See, brothers and sisters, if we have a focus in our lives that actually says, my life's not about pain or about ease. My life's not about comfort. My life's not about me. My life is about building the kingdom of Almighty God, and I have laid myself at his feet and said, Father, use me in any way you choose to do your work. Then in fact, what starts to happen is in those moments of suffering, I realize it's there that I will do the most. I mean, be honest, right? When does the light shine the brightest? When it's pitch black. Right? A good tool... You know because it is worn and it is used and it has been in the, the master's hand. Like, gentlemen, if you walk into a guy's workshop and all his tools look brand new, what do you know? He probably doesn't know how to use any of them. When you walk in, though, and those tools are worn down and have duct tape on them, you're like, we're probably with somebody who knows how to do something. That's what we should be. We should be those instruments that are chipped, that are worn down, that have been through stuff because God has been using us to build his kingdom. And where the real work gets done is where it's tough. Because remember, brothers and sisters, what you're called to be is an ambassador for God. Amen. God's glory, God's greatness, God's love, God's power, they are showcased through your lives. And do you know when people see what you are the most? They see it most in those times of suffering. I mean, let's be real. Even the most difficult of people on their best day aren't that bad to hang out with. But it's those people in the midst of pain and suffering that are still joyous, still full of love, still self-sacrificing, still praising God that make people around them pause and go, talk to me. How are you doing this right now? How is it that you're facing this and you're singing songs of joy? How is it that you're in the midst of unbelievable pain and yet you still smile? You still find happiness? It's in those moments, brothers and sisters, that we have the opportunity to point people not to who we are, but to who He is. Amen. And so my encouragement to you today would be to realize in the moments of suffering, in the storm, in the darkness, stop praying, Father, please let this end. And start praying, Father, use me in this moment. Amen. Father, shape me in this moment. Father, I know this season is here for a reason. I know you have your purpose in it. And I pray, God, that you will accomplish what you need to accomplish in it to make me who you need me to be. Amen. And you start to have a different focus about that. 
See, brothers and sisters, it's interesting to me as you look throughout all of Christianity, the places that God keeps asking us to go to hope, they're unbelievably linked to places of unbelievable pain and suffering. Why does that cross mean anything to us? Why does that cross represent so much hope, so much love in our lives? It's because of what it was in that darkness. It's because that cross, what it used to stand for was death. It used to stand for pain. It used to stand for suffering. It used to stand for the end. But what God did is he used that and said this symbol of darkness and pain, no more. My love, my life will triumph over it. And because he did that, because he took the darkest day in history and made it light, you and I walk around with hope. And so brothers and sisters, what we start to realize in our lives is the faith we have, the hope we have, it doesn't come from nothing. It comes from exactly those moments of hurt that God has brought us through. It is those moments that give us the courage and the strength to face the next obstacle that comes our way. I want to finish today by just looking at this last passage. Go back with me to Ephesians chapter 6. We spent a good amount of time in this chapter last year, but it's one that I think as we, we start to go through this passage of, or the series on suffering, that we take to heart. And we truly remember. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. This is uh, Ephesians 6.10. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Amen. Brothers and sisters, what do you know when someone hands you armor? Right, like if I asked Brother Joe to come up here and I gave him a helmet and pads, what would we expect is about to happen? going to get hit, right? God doesn't give you armor to look pretty. He gives you that armor because he knows a fight's coming. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything, stand firm. We hit on this a lot last year, but I'll remind you of it. The verbs in here say, put on the armor, and they mean it with a permanence. Nowhere do we ever hear about taking this armor off. That means you strap up and you are ready every single day for anything. So you and I, we, what we do is we put the armor on when we can sense it's a day of trouble. And we go, well, yeah, it's the weekend. It's Father's Day. I'm going to take the armor off. I'm just going to chill today. No. You don't know when things will come your way. You put that armor on and you keep it on. Because at any moment and at any time, your enemy can strike and you better be prepared. That armor comes, it is on us, and it stays on us until we're up in those heavenly gates where we won't need it anymore. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 
In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and, and petition for all the saints. Your Father handcrafted that armor for you. He has laid it at your feet. And He has told you the arrows will come. It's up to you to put it on. It's up to you to put that armor on and it's up to you to dig your feet in in that peace that you have in Him. And be ready to face those times. Expect the suffering to come and know that when you have Him by it, you are working with the God that takes the darkest days and makes them light. And the beauty of our Almighty God is in these times of suffering, that's when He does His work. That's when He is able to make the unbelievable happen. And so what you and I should start realizing is, is that suffering isn't a punishment. It's actually a gift. Because it's the opportunity to watch our God do the miraculous. It's the opportunity for you and I to be reshaped into what He needs us to be. If that happens, if in any season of my life I draw closer to Him and I am shaped by Him and His light shines for the world, I'm not going to call that a bad time. I'm going to call that an awesome day. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You, Lord, for continually being the God that takes dark days and makes them bright. Father, we have all trust in you that nothing in our life happens by accident. Lord, whatever we face, whatever pain we feel, whatever suffering is on our souls, we know, Lord, we have you holding us up. We know, Father, we have the strength of your might to lean on. Father, I pray that the people in this room that they will have their armor on. That, Father, they will have their eyes watching the horizon. And, Father, they will be ready and willing to stand firm when the days of pain come. Because we know, Father, those days of pain are temporary. But your glory and your goodness and your love, they are eternal. Father, we love you. And in your Son's name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask Brother Joe to come up to the front with me. Uh, Brother James will be in the back. If there's anything on your heart that you feel like you need to pray about, you feel free to come forward or just pray where you're at. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Begin. Come find your mercy.
take a few moments where you're at and go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I pray that you'll be with this church family, Lord. Lord, you'll equip them with a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Father, that any fear in their life, that you will pull it from their hearts and that you'll extinguish it, Lord. For we know, Lord, that you don't put fear in our hearts. Father, I pray that you will be with this people and that you will make them a force of your almighty might. And the Lord, as they walk out these doors today, they will have trust in your spirit that they will know they have a good father. They will follow your son, the shepherd Jesus. And Father, they will accomplish their mission to build disciples that love God, love people, and follow your son. Father, we love you. And in your son's name we pray. Amen. I love you all. Happy Father's Day. Have a great day. And we will see you next week. Get all this uh, financial one back from where they belong. Thank you.